This is Indianapolis coach, Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spears, back with another For the Culture Q&A. Let's jump right into it. What do you expect from EJ Speed in year two? What role will he play? Will he get playing time? Well, he will absolutely get playing time on special teams. I think he'll be the first linebacker off the bench if there's an injury. I expect to see his snap count rise. I expect to see his productivity rise. I expect to see him on the field more in 2020 than he was his rookie year because obviously he's learned a lot. He's gotten better. And I think he's a very, very talented kid with a lot of upside. And I think you're going to see some of that upside this year. But he's not going to play as much as you probably want him to because our linebacking core is just so darn good. And knock on wood, they can stay healthy. But I do expect him to play on special teams, some packages that maybe Eberflus has for him to get him on the field, his length on the field. But I do expect to see a jump in his play. And I expect him to have a much better season this year than he did in 2019. Which Colts rookie has the best chance to be an All-Pro? Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's a real good chance any of them are All-Pros because that's the highest of the highest accolades. The best players win that. I mean, if Jonathan Taylor got all the carries, I think he would have the best chance, but it's going to be a split carry situation. Frank Reich has always said we're going to be a dual backfield type team where two guys carry the load. That way one guy doesn't get worn out. I expect him and Mac to both have big time seasons, but I don't think he's going to be all pro caliber or all pro level production. I do think he's going to be very, very good. And I also think Michael Pittman is going to be very, very good. But you're talking about all pro. Now, Pro Bowl caliber is a different conversation. Do I think Taylor or Mack or both could be Pro Bowl caliber running backs? Absolutely. I think that's more likely for Jonathan Taylor. But if Mack goes down and Taylor has to carry the load for the whole season, you never know. But I would say it's very, very doubtful that that any of these guys will be all pros this year in this rookie class. Doesn't mean it's not a good rookie class. I think it's an A an A minus rookie class as I graded it, but I I definitely think that these guys are going to be big time productive players in their rookie year. Just I'm not sure the productivity is going to be all pro level. What rank will the offense achieve? What rank will the defense achieve? I think this person means in terms of of yardage and rankings and whatnot. I'm not a big yardage guy. I'm more of a points per game, points given up guy. You guys probably know this from our previews. When I go over the opposite teams, I always talk about you know, what their points per game are or what they, their points given up are. But as far as offensive yardage rankings, I think they'll both be top 10. I think the defense has an outside chance to be top 5 just with the additions that we've made. I think our front 7 is very, very good. Now that we've added Buckner, and you know, I just think that that makes such a huge difference in our defense. He's such a good player that I think our front seven is going to be exceptional this year. My goal always for every defense that 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 the Colts run out there is that they can somehow keep teams under twenty points. I feel like twenty points is that that number where if you can you know hold a team under twenty points, you have a very very good chance to win. We saw that with Kansas City last year. We held them, I think, to 13 points. Obviously, we only scored 19, so it wasn't like we were a juggernaut. My point is, if you can hold a team under 20 points, most of the time you're going to win. So I think that's the, the goal for the defense. I think that can be achieved. You know, and and then with the offense, I think you want to you want to you want to have the the offensive output and the defensive 
points given up be as far spread far away apart as you possibly can. Last year we were pretty even in that area, and generally when that happens, you're a seven and nine, eight and eight type team. We don't want to be that team. We want to you know be a team that scores you know overall 100 more points than we give up or more. You know, be, be great if it was more, but just 100 was a number that just jumped off, you know, in my head right away. So, you know, I think points per game and points given up is where it's most important. And I think we'll be in the top 10 in both of those categories. I think we're going to be a playoff team and I think we're going to win the division barring any major injuries. And I've said that from from the begin, you know, from the end of the draft. I think this team is is the third best team in the AFC, but we got to see it on the field and we haven't got to that point yet. So it remains to be seen. If the Colts start 4-1 and one and Phillip goes down with a season-ending injury, who do you play the rest of the season, Jacoby or Jacob Eason? That's a pretty easy question for me to answer. It's obviously Jacoby. We basically gave him $15 million this year to be the backup. We could have released him, used that money elsewhere. We didn't. And Jacoby's probably one of the top five backups in the league. He was recently ranked number one. I don't know if I'd go that far. Haven't seen him play. But he's a solid backup, and I think if, if you see – Rivers go down. That's the reason we kept him. God forbid something happens to Rivers. We have a guy that can go in there and play well enough to keep us in games and win some games. I mean, we won some games with him last year. We, you know, despite him playing terrible football, we beat Kansas City in Arrowhead. So uh, we can win with Jacoby, but my expectations for this team, if Jacoby was to have to play, if he's, you know, Phil, God forbid, got a season ending injury. I would not think that this team could do do nearly as well with him in their quarterback. He's just too limited as a quarterback. And I think Jacob Eason, this is a redshirt year for him. I think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to learn from these two professional quarterbacks and on how to be a pro, how to you know watch film, the things that you don't see on the field. You know those things in the classroom. I think he's going to use that this year for that. I think you'll see him get better both on the field in practice and in the classroom. But the two guys for us that are going to win games for us, Phil Rivers, number one, and obviously if he, Jacoby has to play, he can win some games as well. Where do you see Marvell Tell in his second year? What is his potential? What role will he play in the 2020 defense? Well, I love Marvell Tell. I think the Colts got a solid, solid player when they drafted this kid out of USC. He's made a incredible transition from free safety to corner. We saw... <laughs> We saw, saw my guy, TJ Green, attempt that. Uh, yeah, that didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, Marvell, I see him as a starter. I think he's going to continue to get better, be productive, and I think he's going to be – he's definitely going to have an, a chance to start in 2021. Um, if, if there's any injuries in 2020, he'll be he, he'll play the outside. If Rock gets hurt, he'll play the outside with uh, Rose, and if, if Rhodes gets hurt, he'll play the outside with Rock. I have confidence in the kid. I think he's just going to get better. He's he's a very talented kid. He's very fast. He's got good feet. He can hit. So I definitely think in 2021 he's going to be battling for an outside corner, you know, spot with whoever we draft or if we re-sign Xavier Rhodes or whatever happens. He's going to be on the radar for this coaching staff to start in 2021. As far as this year goes, I think he's going to be the fourth corner. I think he'll be, if there's an injury to an outside guy, he's going to be the first guy they bring in. I think he's going to play special teams and be very good at that. I think he's going to have a big role on this team. I think he's going to you know, see the field a lot more than he saw it last year in terms of certain positions, certain packages and whatnot. Uh, I really like this kid. I like what he brings. He can do a lot of different things, and I just think his potential is starting level NFL caliber quarterback. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if that happens this year, but I know that he can play well, and I know in the future he's a big part of the Colts' plans. 
If Tyquan Lewis has a bad start, does he make it to the end of the season on the roster? Well, if he has a bad start in training camp, I don't even think he makes the roster. That's just my honest opinion. We have a lot of really young, really talented players on our defensive line, and we've only added to that, which makes the competition that much stronger, which is, makes Tyquan Lewis's chances that much weaker. And I just think if he doesn't come out in training camp and show something, it's very likely he gets cut. Now, if he does come in in shape, not hurt, ready to play, and has a really, really good, solid training camp, I think he makes the roster. But in the end, I just don't think this kid's going to show enough to stay on the roster all year with the guys that we have if he somehow does make it. I just think there's too many other guys that are better than he is. It's just more talent than him. He came out of Ohio State with the you know with the rep of a really hardworking player a very durable player and a guy that you know you're going to get the most out of well we haven't gotten the most out of him he hasn't been durable it just hasn't it hasn't worked out here so I expect him probably if he does I, I don't honestly I don't expect him to make the team but if he does make the team I think by the end of the year he'll or at the end of the year he'll be on another team's roster just because we have so many players I think that are more talented so I like Tyquan Lewis as a person, but I just he just has not shown anything. I feel like he's in that he's he's in that Quincy Wilson kind of position that we were in last year with Quincy, where he just hasn't shown anything. Why does Rock Yassin get so much hate? He had a very productive second half of the season and had one bad game. Well, I don't think he gets that much hate. Now I'm not on message boards and all that kind of stuff, but I have a lot of Colt friends and Colt friends in the media that I talk to, and we all think he had a solid year. I mean, I didn't think that Rock Yassin was going to go from Presbyterian to Temple and come into the NFL and just and be an all-pro his rookie year. I don't think anybody had that expectation because that's asking too much. What I did expect to see was inconsistency, and we saw that. He struggled with bigger receivers. We saw Cortland Sutton really have his way with him in the Denver game, which was obviously the one bad game you're talking about. He played terrible in that game, but I thought he bounced back and had a reasonably good year. I think we got what we expected. I thought you saw some ups and downs. But I think you will see a much better Rock Yassin in the second season. I think he'll be more productive. He'll be more comfortable. He'll know how to handle certain situations. I think he's going to have a big year starting opposite of Xavier Rhodes. I think having that vet like Rhodes in there to help him with film work and, and things that you can do because they're very similar talents in the sense that they're both very physical, press-type guys that like to use their hands. I think that'll help. Rock, and I think he, you're going to see him be a much improved player going in this second year and make a big jump from year one to year two. So I love Rock Yassin. I think his future's bright. I think guys like him and Marvell Tell and Ben Banigou and there's a few other guys, I think they're going to make big jumps. I think you're going to see a different defense than we've seen since Eberflus has been here. Do you believe we have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl this year? No bias. So, you know, the no bias answer for me is do I believe we have a good chance? No. I think the Ravens and the Chiefs, obviously the Chiefs are the team to beat with Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league, hands down. They have a great home field advantage at Arrowhead, even though we have won there. But they're, they're a very, very good football team, Super Bowl champs. Until somebody knocks them off, they're the team to beat, in my opinion. I think the Ravens, with another year with Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to improve. And the difference with the Ravens that, that actually scares me just as much as as the Chiefs do, is their defense just keeps getting better. Their defensive front is so good. They're a very good defensive team all the way around. Front seven, back end, very, very good. 
I think those two teams are head and shoulders, the two best teams in the AFC right now. With that said, I do believe we have a very good chance of winning the AFC South, being the third best team in the conference. And once you get into the playoffs, man, anything can happen. We've seen that before. We saw San Diego go in and beat Baltimore. We've seen Tennessee go in and beat New England. We've seen all kinds of stuff happen. So, I mean, Tennessee beat Baltimore too. So anything's possible once you get in, once you get in the playoffs. So I think we've got a chance. I think we have our best all-around team since 2009. I know that's saying a lot, but I really believe we do have great players all over the this, the field with this team. My only question is the is the offensive line depth, with which I think Ballard will improve going into the season. They are always on the lookout for more players, so I expect that to be improved. But I definitely think we have a chance. But is it a great chance? I don't think so. I just think those two teams are the teams to beat. And I mean, we haven't even seen these guys on the field yet. Injuries plays a big part of everything. If we can stay healthy, I think we got a shot. But again, a lot of it is is just good luck. If we have good luck and those teams have bad luck, then absolutely we can make a run at it. It's just we have to see it on the field, man. That's I mean that's that's the bottom line. As good as they we we think the Colts can be, we've just got to see it on the field. They got to prove it on the field. And all the and then that goes for everybody. That goes for those two teams I mentioned. Just because they were great last year doesn't mean they're going to be great this year. They got to go prove it too. That's the and that's the the beautiful thing about the NFL and all sports in general. How many sacks do you think Ben Banigou will get? Do you think he will start or be a rotational player? Well, I think Banigou is going to be a guy that gets a lot of of uh, snaps, but I don't think he's going to be a starter. I think you're going to see Teray Houston get the snaps at defensive end because we're going to want to pressure the quarterback with four and not have to send extra guys. And I and you know now having Buckner. I think, and then Autry as well is an option for the outside. I don't think you're going to see Banigou start, but I do think you're going to see him in packages, and I do think he will make a big difference um, when he's in there. I think you'll see five to seven sacks from him. I think next year, 2021, will be will be the season we find out what Banigou's all about because I think that's going to be his best chance to start opposite of Ture because Houston, I think, will move on, and then Banigou will step in. That being based on Banigou having a good year this year. If Banigou has a, takes a step back, we could draft a guy or you know, re-sign Houston if he has another good year to a one-year deal. So it all remains to be seen, but I definitely think Banigou's going to have a, a, a good year, and I think you'll see a big improvement from year one to year two with him, as I've mentioned for a lot of these rookies that we had last year going into year two. If Phillip has a bad season but still wants to play, do you resign him and play Eason, use a high pick on a quarterback, or sign a free agent quarterback and let Eason sit another year? Well, there's a lot to unpack here. If Phil has a bad season, I think he's done. I think the Colts let him walk. That would be two horrible years in a row, and that usually mean it's, means it's a wrap for your career. So I think if he has a bad season, he walks away. But if he still wants to play, maybe he goes somewhere else, but I don't think it'll be in Indianapolis. Uh, will Eason be ready? That all depends on how he does this year, what the coaching staff and organization see in him on the practice field. If they don't see enough, I think they will either sign a free agent quarterback or draft one and Eason will back them up. I'm not sure if we're going to pick high enough to get a blue chip quarterback that we want. I think those guys will go in the top 15 and I think we're going to be picking in the back end. So if I had to guess, I would say free agent pickup and then Eason as the backup for another year. But I don't think any of this is going to happen. I think Rivers is going to have a big year. 
I think they're going to sign him to another year, and then Eason will back up next year. I won't let Brissett move on. That's what I think plays out. That's what I hope plays out. I think that's what the organization hopes plays out is that we get Rivers for more than one season. So I think I do think Rivers is going to have a good year under Reich. I think he's got the right pieces around him, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. Will the Colts staff allow an open competition at quarterback, or is Phillip Rivers the guy? Well, this is a pretty simple answer. They signed Phillip Rivers to be that guy, so he's the guy. Jacoby, they kept for $15 million to be the backup if something happens to Phillip Rivers. Obviously, Phillip Rivers is not a young player. He's, he's a little bit of an older guy, or a lot of an older guy. So there's a possibility for injury, and the Colts kind of covered themselves by keeping Jacoby, and I think that was the reason. If something was to happen to Phillip, you want to have a guy that can at least keep us competitive for however long Phillip is out. Do I think Jacoby is a season-long guy that can get the job done and get us to where we want to go? Absolutely not. You guys know how I feel about him. He's got too many limitations. But in a pinch, if he has to play for four to six weeks, I think he can keep us competitive till Phillip gets back. And I think that was the thinking with bringing Jacoby back. So I think Phillip is a starter. Jacoby is the backup that they trust that can come in and win games if Phillip is hurt for any extended period of time. And I agree with that. I think it was the right move We're looking back. And I, now that they have Easton, I, I, I think I see the full picture. They're going to let Easton have kind of a red shirt year and learn from those two guys. And I think that's the right way to go. Who plays more snaps this year, Walker or Okariki? This is a great question because I really love Okariki. I think he's a stud. I think he is one of the most talented young linebackers in the NFL, along with Darius Leonard, who was obviously, in my opinion, the best linebacker in the NFL. This is a very tough question for me because I, I think Okariki is going to be special. I think he's a big part of our future, and I think he's going to be a big-time, big-time player for this defense going forward. But as far as this year goes, I think Walker plays a few more snaps only because our staff knows him so well. Our players know him well. Walker knows the defense. Walker's a leader on this defense. Walker know, you know, he knows what to look for. He he's he's got he's got the experience. I think the experience is the reason that Walker will see more time and more snaps. But Okariki's gonna be on the field a ton this year. He's always around the ball. He's a playmaker. He's he's extremely physical and he's fast and he's just everything the Colts look for in a linebacker. So you're gonna see him both on the field a lot. But if you, you know, gun to the head, do I who do I think plays more snaps? I'm going to say Walker, just based on his leadership and experience. But I think Okariki is going to have a big impact on this defense in 2020. Do you think we carry three quarterbacks on the roster this year? Absolutely, I do. I think that's the, the process that they're going to go through. I think you're going to see, obviously, Phillip Rivers as a starter. Jacoby Brissett is a very good backup. Then you're going to see Jacob Eason as the third guy the guy that has kind of the red shirt year that I've mentioned earlier in this podcast where he develops, learns how to watch film, learns how to be a pro, learns how to practice, all those things that a lot of rookies don't get any time to do. They just get thrown into the fire. Eason's going to have the the time to, to learn and you know learn how to do things correctly and not be thrown into the fire, so to speak, right off the bat, which I think works out well for this team and the future of this team. That said, Eason has to come in, and he's got to get better. I've listened to both Ballard and Reich talk about some of the things he has to work on, and there's a lot of things. I mean, his pocket presence when the when the pocket is not clean is not good. Uh, he's turnover prone. He's, he makes horrible decisions when pressured. There's a lot of things this kid needs to work on. His footwork can get really bad. His accuracy can get really bad. Most of these things are when he's pressured, 
So he's got to learn how to work well, how to have that clock in his head to know how much time he has to throw the ball. Those are all things that I think are going to be tough to learn, but I think our, our staff will do what they can to help him learn and, and use this year to help him learn those things. And that's why I don't think you'll see a lot of him on the field. Preseason, yes. Regular season, absolutely not. I don't think you'll see him play much. But I do think he will fight, get better incrementally, day one to day two, day two to day three, day three to day four, so on and so forth. And I think he will beat out Chad Kelly for that third spot. And I think he will be on the roster all season long as our third emergency quarterback as he learns from the two professional quarterbacks that we have right now in Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. So that wraps up our For the Culture Q&A. Luke and I will be back with a review of the 2018 draft, a review and a grade for the 2018 draft. That video should be up sometime in the next few days. So we look forward to doing that and we'll talk to you soon here on the For the Culture podcast.